Yeah. All right. Hello and welcome. I am your host, the best podcast host in the universe, Steve Cully. And with me today, once again, a uh, very special guest, uh, Mr. Steve Spiro. Steve, um, we had a show before. It was very well received. Um, your story, your background, what you do is something that I've always been interested in. Uh, this is a little bit different. I kind of sought you out um, to, to talk with me, um, overcoming a, a personal issue, a few health issues, working through that, uh, kind of wanting to set the right foot forward and, you know, where we go from here, getting on the right path. And I, I really believe that, that you're the guy to provide really that guidance and advice and set me on the right direction. And, and I, I really wanted your feedback more than anything. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate the kind words and and for your community, for your audience, uh, in case they haven't seen the show, just a little bit about my background. Um, you know, born and raised in the Bronx, so I'm a regular, you know, kind of nitty gritty kind of guy. Uh, dad was an owner, owned a liquor store, dissuaded me from going into that. I wound up going into advertising marketing. High school with, for that, which is where I met my wife, went to college for advertising, got out of college, couldn't get a job, so wound up going and starting a company, opened a small advertising agency at 23, crazy being a young entrepreneur, and entrepreneur. then started training in the martial arts since 83, have a couple, yes, hold a couple black belts. But, you know, you know, and, and this is this show is not going to be about me, but I can relate to some of the things you've gone through. Right. I was shy and introverted, picked on bully, learning disabled, dyslexic. So I had a lot. My set. We all have our set of challenges. Right. Uh, you know, and I was in a dark place for a lot of years. And because, uh, you know, through a good friend I was working with in advertising, you know, at that time, I was introduced to a very successful entrepreneur who took me out his wing, took on a mentor role and got me on a path of self-development, books and audios and networking. And and so today. I'm referred to as the master networker, a master master connector. Sorry, yeah. Uh, I don't want to be called the master networker because I think connection is way better than networking. Uh, and I speak a lot about and so besides being an inspirational speaker and the host of the LinkedIn Live Master Connector Show Wednesdays at one p.m. Eastern, I also do business automation consulting. I've got my hands in several entrepreneurial projects. Uh, but my goal is to really uh, be the light, uplift, inspire, and encourage, and really be a beacon of light and travel the world and be that you know, that beacon and uh, be paid to do that. Uh, and so just just uh, inspire people. So it's an honor to be on here, sir, with you. And I appreciate uh, the opportunity to kind of turn the table and interview you. Sure. Uh, we'll see how that goes. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I alluded to it, right? I was in a dark place myself, and it sounds like you know, you you got into a dark place yourself. And, you know, one of my four pillars, my topics, one being having the grit to overcome obstacles. And you definitely had your share of them. So we're going to dive into that a little bit. So, uh, you know, the, the first question, and, and so a quick story, uh, Steve and I, for, for the community, I know you know this, Steve, right? But Steve and I were, yeah. hope it's okay I tell this, but we were we were uh, having this great relationship. I just done his podcast. We're starting yeah. to talk about doing some collaboration. I was actually going to have him sit in on a podcast I had heard about and, and just boom, he just went complete dark on me. And I'm like, this seems so, so out of character for this guy. I just, I didn't know what was going on. 
but I just wrote it off and no offense to you, but I'm like, okay, chalk it off another flake out there. I just, that was the impression, not true, but that was the impression. And, and then later found out, man, you were going through some stuff. So uh, here's the point. Uh, I heard a story years back and it was a young man, actually, a, uh, you know, pretty well-to-do guy driving a Mercedes and he's, he's driving his beautiful car. It's brand new. He's proud of it. He had just taken it to the car wash. And he sees this kid on the side of the road and he, you know, kind of inner city looking kid. And the kid, you know, bends over and he's, he's like, don't do it, kid. He, he knew what he was going to do. He looked like the kid was up to no good. Bends over, <laughs> picks up a rock and throws at the, at the, the car. And, and this, and this guy is pissed off. He's, he pulls the car over, chases the guy, the kid down and finally catches the kid. He's like, he's like, sir, 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 sir. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I needed to get your attention. My brother, he just got like into a crazy accident. He looks like he's got back to die. I couldn't get it. I need to get someone's attention. And so thank you. And can you help me please? And, and, you know, here we are thinking this kid was just being an idiot. Meanwhile, right. this kid, he was dealing with stuff and, you know, never really, you know, judge a book by this cover. You never know what's going on. I could tell you other stories I've heard of other people. Right. Um, but you, you had some health stuff, right? And so the first question I want to ask you is, tell us, how did your health deteriorate so badly? Because that, that's that's the first thing that I'm sure your community wants to know. Because I know it's been yeah. a while. I know you did another podcast just recently, but you you went for like three or four weeks where you weren't putting your 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 podcast out. So tell us a little bit about that, that, that deterioration of your health and how it got so bad. Yeah, yeah. And we, we did get a response because we didn't have an episode out for a while. And man, I, I really struggled. I, I just got hit with a couple things all at once. Um, the, the first was the breakup with my girlfriend. We had just moved in together. Things were going really well. Uh, Kelly and I were really happy. And then that kind of fell apart. And also, you know, one of my best friends, um, I lost the relationship with one of my best friends, um, someone that I had also been doing the podcast with. A couple of things happened. And, and that fell apart. Wow. And man, it was almost like being in shock from, from that. Cause it just, you know, one day you're, you're happy, you know, you're in a great relationship with a wonderful girl. And then the next day that's gone. And then two days later, you lose that friendship with one of your best friends, someone that you've been working with. And that transpired when I got a great job. I, I, I told you about the job that I just got with Town Square Media. Yeah, of course. And she was such a tremendous influence in helping me to get that job. She always believed in me. She was proud of me. You know, I, she would say, like, you know, you're good enough. You can do this. You're capable. You're, you're talented. Um, when I, nece I didn't necessarily believe in myself. And the podcast host that I had been working with you know they had listened to the podcast and they loved it and that was a big part of them wanting to bring me on yeah so you're at the point where you just got this really great job but you lost really two of the most important people in your life yeah. and you're you're in a state of shock and you know moving out I was living in a quality in in uh, Schenectady New York looking for an apartment and I just started my my job with town square yeah and man I just I I really for the first time like I stopped I stopped caring I really stopped caring yeah. and you know I am a diabetic 
I wasn't taking care of that. I was um, chain smoking cigarettes. Okay. Um, just to, to cope because I was just so stressed. I was so upset. Yeah. And the biggest thing with me is control. Yeah. And when you, when you don't have that control and they always say, you know, control the things you can control. And these were two things that were out of my control. There was nothing that I could do. There's nothing that I could say. There was nothing that I could do. There was no grandiose gesture that I could do to, to try to, to fix this. And that's, was the biggest thing I was focused on. How do I make this better? And I couldn't. And I just let my health, my health go. And it got to a point um, over the month. It was a month period of time. I had um, an infection that -hmm. developed in, uh, in my foot. Yeah. I just ignored it. I was, you know, I wasn't taking care of it. And, um, it built up, it got worse, it got worse over time. And I happened to luckily be home over the weekend. And, you know, I would stay Sunday and then drive back to Albany. My, um, I woke up, I don't even remember this. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to drive back to Albany. My parents, you know, came up and were like, what, what are you doing? You got to go. I wasn't responsive. I was completely out of it. Yeah. They, you know, they um, called an ambulance. They got me to the hospital and they're like he's really really bad with sepsis i had sepsis that that built up you know and they said it built up over time and that was just from neglecting my health because i was so focused on the other things yeah and it you know it became emergent and it became critical Mm. and you know the next day um the doctors came in and they're like listen we got him on IV antibiotics. It's not looking good. We are at the point right now we have to amputate his foot. And so um, my father has said, you know, do what you got to do if it's going to save his life. So they, uh, they, they amputated my foot. I don't remember going into the hospital. Um, they said I did have uh, periods of being awake and aware but I was, I was not the most combat. I was not the most uh, um, really forgiving patient. Yeah, I was you, trying you to take pretty, pretty uh, violent almost. Yes. I was, I was, I was yelling at the nurses. I was throwing yeah. stuff, pulling my, pulling my IVs out. Jeez. I had to be restrained. They had to sedate me. And then I ended up, I ended up being put on a ventilator and it was, it was really touch and go there for, for a while. And, um, the, you know, that I eventually woke up and I, I, cause I remember I messaged you cause it had been like four days after, cause I really wanted to go on that podcast yeah, and yeah. listen to the guy talk. Yeah. I was like, dude, I was like, I, I'm, I'm really not a flake. I'm so sorry that I missed <laughs> this. I'm in the hospital. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I came to, I was in a bad place. Cause I, I, I hate saying it, but I like, I was almost I was almost pissed that when I woke up because I was so angry and I was so frustrated and I was so down about everything. When I woke up, I was like, man, really, I'm still here. It's like crazy. And then, you know, the doctor came in and he's like, listen, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's like a miracle. Yeah. You're alive. There's you, you should not have survived this. Your sepsis was so bad. 
I don't know how you made it through. Your kidneys were failing. You were so close to going into multiple organ failure. Yeah. And you are so lucky that you pulled it through. So I'm trying to you could really say luck or, or you could say you're blessed, right? I, I, I started yeah. when I greeted you, I called you the miracle man, right? Because yeah. you know, listen, I'm not sure, you, you know, uh, higher power God, you know, you, you can worship Barney Rubble, but there's some higher, higher authority that, that I believe has big plans for you and uh, kept you around because they, there's a purpose for you to, to inspire people. Okay. And that's why I, you know, I, I had wanted you because, you know, you offer really good insight and guidance. And I always thought that like, and that, you know, there's gotta be a reason yeah. that, that I was definitely here. Yeah, and, I heard, you know, we all know Einstein, he's famous for a lot of things. Definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. He's he's he was a smart dude, man. You don't have crazy hair like that if you're not <laughs> yeah. smart. But um, he also uh, said that coincidence is God's way of being anonymous, right? And so nothing happens by accident, in my opinion, right? There's always a, a reason for things, and and you were spared for a reason. So right. we want to keep this going. There's a few questions I want to get through here. Yes. So. Um, obviously knowing you, and by the way, I want to just make, I just need to comment, you know, for years, um, you know, I've got some people that are close to my life, but I've been very protective of that because I've had people abandon me and, and like that. And, and yeah. so deeply, I can relate to what you're saying. And, and so, um, I've kind of, I still have people that are close, but I don't, I think I've still to this day have never let people get that close that yeah. it hurt because, yeah. And that's probably not a good thing, but, but it's a protective thing because, you know, that I understand that the deep hurt that you were dealing with. So, but listen, you got through it. You're okay. You're here and, and you're, you're, you're ready to tell the world uh, about your experience. So, but yeah, so knowing you have, you, you really could have died. I mean, wh what do you feel your biggest regrets, you know, were? Man, you know, I, I was a very I would say I was a very sarcastic, kind of pessimistic. I didn't have the best attitude. Um, I regret on how I treated people. I didn't always treat people the right way. Um, you talking I, about through the experience or just in general before this all happened? I would say in in general before it all happened. I was I, I was I'm a little insensitive. Yeah. Sometimes I would come off a little harsh. I, I always felt like I had a good heart. But the substance and the way I spoke to people sure. probably wasn't could have been better. And I, I deeply, I deeply regret that. And, you know, the biggest thing is moving forward. You know, I, I just kind of had an epiphany and I want to be a better person and I want to treat people better. And I really want to make amends with people because I know that I hurt them. Yeah. And it, it, it kills me to know that. And going forward, you know, really focusing, you know, I'm in therapy, I'm trying to become a better person, I know what I need to work on, and and trying to fix and solve these relationships, when possible is really my main goal. Yeah, I, I know that, um, you know, that people talk about on their dying bed, you know, what what's the biggest regret? Uh, yeah. What's the thing that they would do different? And it's never... I would have made more money. It's, I, you know, I would have had more, you know, it's always relationship based, right? You know, I would have done, done this with this person or, you know, the, those are the kinds of things we, we hear about stories that there was people at, at the tail end, but fortunately it wasn't the tail end for you. And fortunately you got a second chance to, to do 
you know, to do a different life today. And, and so to that point, what's going to change, you know, you mentioned it a little bit, right? What need, what needs to change for you to be a better person um, that you say you want to be? I gotta, I, I gotta get the negativity out, you know, negativity. It's like a cancer and it can build up inside you. And even getting up every day, you got to have a positive mindset. So how you you got to get that negative out? Because negative by by default, I heard I heard it said that our brain is like uh, an SUV SUV sitting on on a hill. Right. And if you don't apply force or a break, it's going to always roll back. So negativity is so you have to do something to continue to keep that positive. What's your game plan to get that get rid of that negative? Tell me. Well, that's what I, I I had actually wanted wanted to ask you because you have such a positive mindset. You have so much success working with people. How do you get people, you know, so the to, interview, to be in the right frame the of interviewee mind? Interviewee is interviewing the interviewer. Okay, I got you. I see well, you're the you're the expert. Yeah, I because <laughs> it's it's really it's really a struggle because sometimes every day you know you wake up and it's twenty degrees out. You you don't have the best mindset. Yeah. What is what is the trick? To, to really getting up and going into the day with the right mindset and the right outlook and, and being positive. Well, first of all, you know, attitude is a decision, right? Um, it it's not what happens to you, but how you react to it. Those are kind of cliches, right? In the positive mental attitude world, the self-development world, those are sort of cliches, but there's truth to that. But there's, there's also things like, you know, in general, we're going to be negative, right? And you can, you can't really, ever erase the negative it's always going to be there but you could drown it out so several things right i listen to positive oriented things throughout the day uh you know positive book positive audio audio some kind of podcast right um self-talk is extremely important you can't speak something and also think something absolutely different so if you're speaking a positive self affirmation or you know if if you're spiritual religious scriptures right you, you, you can't speak those things and be thinking something else. So you're, you're kind of overriding those thoughts by speaking, right? If you don't speak, you could still think, right? Right. If you speak, you kind of override it. So uh, just, just so those, th- those things, right. Just, just staying, putting good stuff in your head, right. Cause garbage in garbage out, you put yeah. good stuff in, you get bad stuff out. Uh, a lot of people, you know, last thing before they go to bed is they watch the news and they wonder why they have nightmares. They wonder why they wake up negative, right? If you put bad stuff in there, right? Because news is not usually very positive. Usually no, it is. N- negative cells, right? So so just what are you putting into those sense gates, right? Your eye gates, your, your ear gates, right? And again, we are, the tongue is the rudder of our, of our ship. It's the, the tongue is the programmer of our computer, our brain. So what are we speaking? Because if we're speaking negative, we're, we're reaffirming to our brain, our computer, negativity. So those are some things that I think you just need to think about is what you're speaking, what you're putting in. Because when we speak, and I heard this just this past weekend from a from a, uh, a pastor, he said that, and I've heard it before, is that when you speak, you speaking, you hear your own voice through your inner ear. It's right. different. Then when you like, if you've ever back in the day, we used to have answering machines and you'd hear your voice. That doesn't really sound like me. Right. Because we're used to hearing our own voice through our inner ear, not the outer ear. And so but when you when you 
when your brain hears through the inner ear, it actually goes directly to the subconscious. Or if you li- if you read or listen to or or uh, yeah, the book Think You Are Rich, it talks about infinite intelligence, aka God, higher power, right? So there's a direct correlation to that. So speaking and how you're how you're programming is super super important. So yeah. yeah. And I just, I'd like, I, I, I sat in a hospital bed for a month Yeah, and I was yeah. in the hospital. I was recovering. It was brutal every day. They didn't know for sure if they were going to have to amputate above my knee. They were thankfully able to do it below, but that's all I just kept thinking about was I've been given a second chance. I get a chance to start over. Not many people have that opportunity. And I really just want to make the most of it. I want to make the most of it in my career. I want to make the most of it in my life. I want to make the most of it with my family. And I want to, I want to make the most of it with my friends. And I want to have a passion and exuberance to life, which I don't think I had before. And I think I took a lot of things for granted. I didn't appreciate a lot of the things I had. And I, I deeply regret that. And, and that's something I want to do moving forward. Well. No, the first step to to change is to admitting right uh, what you what you did or want you know what what you want to do. So that's great that you're that you're doing that. Now you got to follow through with it, right? Um, some of the things that I do besides I do creative visualization. I do besides I do self talk, right? So those are some things you want to do to reaffirm those uh, those things so you can make sure and do it daily, right? Because um, talk so you, is cheap. Talk is cheap, right? Exactly. You, you know you got to follow through. You know, and and uh, but but programming yourself to what you want to do and follow through with that is key, right? So la- last question as we start to kind of wrap wrap up here. I know your 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 um, sobriety is important to you, and um, I I don't know how deep we got into this. Uh, I you know I have quite a few friends and family members that are in this in the twelve step program. Uh, I'm fairly fairly familiar uh, with the program, but. Um, I, don't, I don't want this question to be about the program per se, but um, how has this whole experience affected your sobriety, good or bad? You know, unfortunately, I kind of gave up on AA. Okay. And, you know, because okay. I, I did tell you I went to rehab and quickly, mm-hmm. I went to rehab with 18 people, 14 of them are dead. Wow. 14 overdose, you know, there's only a couple of us left. I just wow. didn't believe the program okay. worked. I really, I really didn't. I fell out of faith with it. Okay. And I tried to put in it. It's not the right mindset to put addiction, sure. like try to forget about it. I, I just want to pretend I'm not an addict. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's not the right way to do things. And especially now, you know, I can't sit alone in a hotel room in Schenectady. So I actively pursued going to AA meetings. I've actively pursued getting a new sponsor. I'm trying to buy into it again, okay. even though it fell out of faith, because yeah. I know I need to be around people. Yeah, Isolation is the worst thing for me. Yeah. Isolation is the, the way I got into this. So absolutely, I'm really trying to buy in again and give AA a real shot because you know what? It's the most successful program out there. And I'm going to fall off the wagon. If I'm by myself, anything can happen. Yeah, no and, accountability, right? And if I don't focus on it, and if I'm not held accountable, and I am doing the 12 steps. I, I did restart doing that. So it is something important to me, and I am focused on it. That's good. 
Well, one thing I will say to kind of piggyback what you what you mentioned, and I heard this a while ago, and that is that negativity it it grows and festers in the yeah. darkness. So, and when you're alone by yourself, you're in the darkness. Which and I was. I heard the expression of breaking the bubble, right? So you got to break that bubble and reach out. And that's the other pillar of my, the, some of the talks I've, I give, which is being others focused, being that go-giver, right? And I know in the program, right? There's sponsorship, right? And serving and, you know, being a sponsor to somebody else, right? There's, there's the value of that and, and, and having somebody that you're, you're in communication with, right? Besides the group itself, but also having somebody that you're accountable to and that you can communicate to. And the minute you're feeling some of those, you know, those, those triggers, those feelings, you can reach out. Right. So uh, definitely, I mean, listen, like you said, the program, uh, I, I've heard great things. My sister is, I don't know. I shouldn't probably say this. I'm not going to say this. Forget it. I know somebody forget we forget that race that part. I know somebody who's, who's uh, I think 18 or 22 years sober uh, from the program. That's uh, right. Quite a few people, quite a few people. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's just, um, it, it works, but you know, there's other things there's recovery coaches, there's other things that can work as well. Right. So, um, but, uh, but the good news is you're on the right track and you're looking for the right, um, you know, looking to, to, to make the right moves to get into a better place in your life. And so, uh, well, this is great. Um, any final thoughts that, uh, you want to tell, uh, your your community that um, you know if if you know the lesson that you learned that you could just say hey guys if you're this don't do this or if you're we're here don't do you know or you should do this or something like that anything you want to share with us yeah you know there's there's a, a real stigma with mental health issues and I, I definitely think that I that I had that going on and you know my my reaction was to to put my guard up and and yeah. be defensive and isolate, yeah. and that's that's the worst thing you can do. That is yeah. not the answer. You gotta be able to reach out for help. You gotta talk to people because that's the only way anything's gonna get solved. You're never gonna be able to do it on your own, and that's the biggest thing I realized. And that's especially why I always enjoy talking to you because I always learn something with your experience being the master connector, connector, bringing people together, working to help people, you know, you're, you're rewarding, you're, you're making a difference in others' lives. And, and that is so important. And, and I believe that that's the biggest thing. Don't isolate, ask for help because people are willing to help. I asked you for help. Yeah. You jumped right at the chance. A week and a half later, uh, didn't, didn't wasn't able to do it. I was traveling, uh, so I couldn't get it done sooner. But I'm glad we got this done. Yeah, listen, sure. kudos to you, kudos to you for you know seeing what you got to change and making those changes and reaching out now. And uh, again, to me, it's you know every day is a new day, and you, you know, draw a line in this in the concrete because the sand is move is malleable. Concrete when you draw a line, <laughs> it's permanent, uh, and then just move forward, right? Make a make make a decision back by action and move forward and, and, and just, uh, you could reinvent who you are. So appreciate you. Uh, I, um, you know, great to, to, to talk with your community. Uh, love to have you reach out. If you're listening to this, feel free to reach out to me. I'm the you know, best way yes. to find me is stespiro.com. And, uh, yeah, I'm also on LinkedIn. That's the, that's my social media of choice, but I love it. Yeah. So anyway, we'll meet you.
yeah, we'll definitely, I hope we definitely get to connect again. I love, I love uh, collaborating with you For sure. and I, I will, I will do my famous sign off. Remember when life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade, take two oranges and throw them back at life. Love it. Take care. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. You'll, uh, 